Hello, my name is Alexander Morari and I'm the founder of ITK Media. You've tuned into our podcast about Central and Eastern European startups that are in pre-series A stage. Our guest today is Vedran Tindrich, the co-founder of Treble. This is pronounced as Treble, T-R-E-B-L-L-E. This is an API management platform and they say Treble makes it super, super easy to understand what's going on with your APIs and the apps that use them. Zdravo Vedran. Uh, hi, how are you? Zdravo uh, i Yes, I agree, whatever you say there. Um, <laughs> as a quick intro, uh, look, um, in an article on our website, itkey.media, so the author there, Emmanuel, the creative guy, said APIs are the future of what? Of pretty everything. Would you agree with that yep. and why? And why? Uh, I do agree with that. APIs are currently everywhere and they will be absolutely uh, even in more places as time goes uh, by. It's just an exploding space. Uh, everybody's using it. And mostly the reason be behind that is actually because you have so many devices that are interconnected and talking to the same database or to the same server. So you've got phones, you've got smart TVs, you've got smart bulbs, uh, everything around you is actually talking uh, to an API. So the more uh, devices we have, like watches, websites, apps, IoT devices, cars, everything uses API. So that trend is just going to go up and up. Yes, then uh, follow-up question, what is an API? Uh, so, I mean, Essentially, it's uh, the, the, I'm not going to go into the full tech explanation. Uh, that is a shortcut for uh, a short term for application programming interface. And in a nutshell, uh, an API is used to communicate and transfer information uh, between a client. So again, a client could be anything from a mobile phone, app, IoT device, uh, and a, a server, or uh, in most cases, a database. So essentially, it's what sits uh, between you uh, when you look at your phone and the server where it's being processed. Okay. And allows to use the same set of data yeah. in a JSON or otherwise, right? I understand. Allows to use it in different uh, interface Exactly. So basically you could have your banking, like the, the most popular example I give is the banking app and banking ecosystem. So you use a mobile banking app on your uh, phone and then yeah. that same API is used on the web. So it could be used on the web uh, or on an Android app or an iOS app. So you write it once and it can be used on anything you want, essentially any platform uh, that you want or need. Yeah. Okay. Vedran, let's move on to the scenario, round one solution product. And before you describe your own product and we jump into the product itself and uh, you will share the screen, uh, where's the pain point? Why, have you decide, why did you decide to uh, put together a company like that and close your, in a sense, successful design company? Yeah, uh, agency so uh, mm -hmm. for, for people who don't know, like we used to run uh, a web development company in Croatia and we used to have a lot of clients, mostly all over the world. And what we focused for the past, I, I would say five to eight years was building apps and APIs. So the reason why we built Treble is because we had a lot of work on that front uh, and that was even made even more complicated by working with other teams remotely in other time zones. So for example, we would find ourselves building the API and somebody else would build a client like an Android app or an iOS app. 
So we would kind of lose a lot of time on writing, updating documentation, providing integration support to them, debugging what they're doing, helping them understand uh, some of those things. And then you've got, of course, whenever a an app uh, isn't working, the first thing that anybody asks is, it's probably the API, right? Because that's the only thing they, they, they don't see. Uh, so we kind of built Treble to help us uh, address some of those problems and be more efficient and essentially, you know, make our life uh, easier on a daily basis. So amazing. When, when I wanted to ask about the pain points, so the key pain point was on your in your own processes, right? Exactly. It's a, exactly. a good start. A good start for any company, of course, uh, to resolve yeah. your own uh, operational pain points, bottlenecks, and so on. Veteran, let's jump into the product itself and have a couple of screens uh, shared by you. Okay. So, Veteran, here is the stage, and here is the mic, and here is the screen. Uh, take us through the product then. Over to yeah, you. so I'm just going to do it uh, briefly. I'm not going to go through the full uh, rundown, but basically on the left of my screen is my browser window and on the right of my screen is just a simple app that we've built uh, for uh, demo purposes. So if I log into my Treble account, I can see a bunch of my projects. Uh, most of them are live. These are all live API endpoints. Like for example, this one has 160,000 requests. But uh, the one that we're actually interested in is the cold treble blog API. So it's really simple. Uh, on the right side, I'm going to press login. So what the app is going to do is it's simply going to log in into uh, the app and let me in. And on the uh, left side, you see it made two requests. So if I click on, for example, the article, how does treble uh, or let's say, what can Treble do for backend developers? If I click on that, it's actually making an API request in the background, and you can see that API request appearing on the left side. So essentially, these things happen in real time. As I open them, you can see on the left side, again, uh, they start uh, to pop up. So if we take a look at one of those requests, uh, one of the things that the app did is, of course, authenticated the user. So you saw me type in the email uh, and the password, and Treble is smart enough to know that password is a very sensitive field, so we encrypt it at rest, meaning we don't expose that. Treble never knows that information, and you can define all of those fields. So you get the full request data and response data. So you, you know what the app sent or the user entered and what the app uh, got. Alongside that, you get a lot of information about the device itself. So you, we know that I'm running the latest version of iOS. This is the app's name. This is what the app is using to make the request. This is, of course, my location. I'm in Zagreb, Croatia. So Treble knows all of that. It knows that this was made from an iOS device. It also knows that there was uh, that the API had authentication enabled, what that was. And more importantly, it could generate documentation instantly. So I, didn't, I don't have to write anything. I don't have to update anything. As soon as one request is made, the documentation is generated. And more importantly, you can view it uh, with anybody you, uh, you can share it with anybody you want, and you can also open it uh, in Swagger or open API uh, spec, if you will. And there are a couple of more cool features, like we provide analytics and scoring data so we can get uh, the score and quality of this API. And you can also do things like, uh, instead of manually having to retest things, 
You can just click a button, make a test. Treble knows everything that it that this API needs to have in order to uh, be completed. It will run that test and you can see the details of that test with one click. Usually some of these things that I showed you would have taken weeks uh, wow. or days or hours. And more importantly, if you're debugging things, uh, some of these things uh, you could never uh, figure out. So I don't, we don't have any errors on, on this API, but maybe I can find, for example, one of them that has some problems. As you can see, you get all the problems, uh, why the problem occurred, which line of code uh, and everything else. And again, when you have a lot of data, this is still early stages, but you get complete analytics for your API everything from locations, usage, days, and so on, uh, and, and so forth. And the best thing, again, it's meant for everybody, for teams, right? Uh, so you can invite your team members just by, uh, you know, copy-pasting their email address, they get an invite, and, every, and they instantly have access to Treble, and they can instantly, instantly see uh, what is going on. Uh, yeah, I like the flow. I like the layout of this, and it seems even to Thank me, you. even to me, who uh, who I will admit, I maybe saw any <laughs> API related products like live and so on, maybe two times during all my <laughs> life. I like it already. And you mentioned something. Some part of this might take a week or weeks, basically, to produce results. And what's that? Uh, so basically, uh, one of the reasons why, why we kind of made this was uh, because of documentation. Yeah. So if you have like a really big API, this one has 20 endpoints. If you are handing off uh, the API to a developer, like an iOS developer or an Android developer, you have to tell them, this is how you access the API. This is how you do authentication. This is how mm. you get the articles. This is what you need to send. This is what you can expect. You need to write absolutely everything down. Uh, and here, Treble literally does everything for you. So I would have had to written all of this manually. And what's worse, I would have had to update that every time we changed something. So if I wanted to change this from a Boolean to a string, I would have to manually go in and update that. With Treble, as soon as uh, a new API request is made, we update that and, and you're done. And, and it works for absolutely any API, any API endpoint. And again, like I showed you, uh, more importantly, you can take it out uh, into open API spec and open it in Swagger and you're done. Essentially everything here that you see uh, is uh, done for you. You don't have to do anything. That is probably 50% of the reason why we decided to uh, build uh, Treble, right? To help us with these uh, documentation issues. And the second part was actually one of the things that you uh, mentioned, right? This is super clear to anybody uh, in, in the tech space, be it a CEO, a CTO, a an iOS developer, or an API developer. Everybody understands what is going on. And I think one of the pain points of the API when you talk to developers, especially the ones who are integrating the APIs, is the fact that they don't see what is going on. So one yeah. of, whenever you give this to a iOS developer, an Android developer, and they see that request appear in real time, they're blown away because they can finally see what they're sending and what they're getting uh, back. 
I cannot fly away just because I'm glued to the screen right now. Um, okay, cool. Being the non-tech uh, kind of guy, right? So one question. Yeah. So you have there okay. the summary with this uh, bearded guy, not sure whether to drink this, uh, this <laughs> beverage or not. Anyways, yeah. uh, so uh, take me through, through this. Okay, uh, let's take a look at uh, a project that is actually running uh, live, right? So let's take a look at these. This one, this one. has this one. a couple of, yeah. So uh, one of the pain points that we saw, this is actually the scoring part is actually something that uh, was requested by a lot of our clients who are not as technical. So as you can imagine, we had a lot of clients all around the world who might not understand everything, but had an idea, right? And they came to us and said, okay, you guys will build me the API, the backend, the database, and I have somebody else who's going to build the the clients like an android app a phone app yeah. or whatever right yeah. so yeah. one of the things that that they never were able to figure out is you know if something is slow on the app or on the phone or or whatever we're building they were not sure is it the api is it the app and oftentimes they would ask me hey Vedran, can you check out why is this slow is it is it like on your side is it on the api side so we'll build this uh, scoring uh, check, which kind of rates your API based on some of the common standards uh, in the REST community. So essentially, we evaluate performance, security, and quality of your API on every single API request, which is the key line here. So we monitor and log everything that happens on your API. There's no lying. There's no nothing, right? So if you did a bad job, you're everybody's going to see it here and everybody's going to know exactly uh, what uh, that problem is. So if we take a look at an API that might have some problems like this one, uh, we can see that it's actually being a bit slow. So if we go to the, the scoring part, we can see that the uh, performance is very bad. It's not using uh, some of the things uh, that it should like HTTP2 uh, and it's very uh, slow uh, to respond. But then again, some they are doing some other things, right? Like HTTPS support, they have authentication. Uh, and on the quality side, they have very uh, low number of problems and use versioning and JSON. Again, we're going to be expanding on these. This is just the start. But what we're trying to do is make sure that we can rate the quality of an API for somebody who doesn't know whether or not they're getting a good API uh, without uh, the complexity of going in and seeing all the code and watching, uh, you know, just not knowing uh, what's going on. So again, this is in real time. Uh, it changes as requests are made. Yes, amazing. Vedran, um, here's a question. Do you plan or have you introduced already any kind of a feedback loop into the system so that I, being a rookie or just a beginner, let's say in API kind of space, um, I'm doing something wrong and then the system itself will guide me through my mistakes and suggest corrections without human interaction. Uh, so we are doing some of that. Like I said, if you make an error, uh, if something bad happens, we'll show you exactly what you did wrong uh, okay. and what you should have done correctly, right? Uh, so yeah, that's okay. number one. And you can always use Treble to see what you did incorrectly. Part of the reason why it's always kind of been hard to decipher what is wrong and what you did incorrectly is because you never saw it, right? 
when you talk to a lot of these app developers who integrate APIs, they never know if they're sending correct data, if they wrapped or un unwrapped a, a string or a value. And sometimes, you know, things like uh, that can happen and mistakes happen. So we are trying to do everything we can to automate that process. We report errors. And more importantly, like I said, we allow you to see what was sent. And if you're still not sure, you can uh, co communicate with your team inside of the platform, right? So if I wanted to, I can mention a developer here. I can ask him, hey, what did I do wrong, right? And that stays as a comment right here and everybody can see it, he can answer it. Uh, if you need to share this request with somebody else, uh, let's say another developer, you could just copy this link and I'll just open a new private window. You can paste it in and they have instant access to only this request. So if it's somebody outside of your trusted circle, you can share them only that request and tell, tell them, okay, as you can see, you sent only the user parameter, but not something else. Yeah, yeah, you could see it because uh, you are not log logged in uh, back there. Yeah, okay? exactly, Amazing. exactly. So Vedran, uh, just to round up, I understand with this, um, if we take into consideration this work on errors uh, or error correction or error, should we say, yeah. uh, identification, let's say. Exactly. So people used to be looking for a needle in a haystack in a dark room and you are the <laughs> one who comes in, turns on the light and exactly. gives a very strong magnet to immediately find the needle in a way. Exactly, you are 100% sure because again, one of the interesting things that's happening in the API space is that when you, when you think of an error, right? You mostly, every developer is gonna say, okay, something bad happened on a code level like this. For example, this is an error <laughs> yes. that actually that actually caused a crash to happen. Yeah. Uh, but when you think about it, this is actually in APIs and in development, this is actually probably one of the least things that occurs, right? What, what happens more often than not is it's the data that gets sent, right? So the problem isn't the code, but for example, you never know why somebody sent this value or somebody mistyped a phone number. And that's mm -hmm. the type of errors that get missed, right? Because you, you never knew what was going on. So for example, if you had a problem on this API and I don't know, let's, let's find something. Let's say we wanted to search all API requests made with this uh, method right here. So I could say something like, find me all the re uh, API requests where that particular set of text was entered. So as you can see, it found every single request and we see it was made from India and the second one from uh, United States. So it has a very powerful mechanism that allows you to search for uh, certain parts of the text that help you debug some of the harder problems uh, that usually aren't solved quickly. And you can even filter uh, by, by anything, right? So I could start typing India. We can find requests from India within like the last uh, this week with comments, without comments yeah. from okay. iOS, Android. Mm -hmm. So you could do a lot of things to help you debug uh, the what what happened essentially. Veteran, yes, thanks. Let's move on to next round. Round two, the competitors. Okay. So imagine you are you are in a boxing ring, and who are you afraid of in this boxing ring? <laughs> I mean, uh, I, we're not actually afraid of a lot of. I don't think we're afraid of anybody because uh, 
you know who, who would you like to learn from then yeah uh, we we learn we learn a lot from a, a lot of big companies like abs and, and azure microsoft all of them are doing something similar uh, uh but not on this level there are a couple of i would say our most direct competitor is actually a company from the united states called mosif they actually do uh, something similar to what we do, but without the uh, automatically generated documentation aspect, quality scoring, testing, or anything. They just do logging, but you can filter it, you can sort it, and it looks better than whatever uh, AVS and Azure has. The problem with these dev tools is they're, they're usually designed for developers. And you have to understand that not every developer understands log files, understands how to read them, right? So your average backend developer can, but nobody else, not even a mobile developer, not even a front-end developer. So okay. if you're designing and developing products just for backend developers, then you're kind of you know screwed. But uh, we wanted to kind of do the entire team and we wanted to help the entire team so nobody's doing something uh similar uh, to us again except mosif uh, and i think there was one other uh, but i can't even remember their name they're very early stages um so yeah okay okay yeah great one more veteran what's one or two features that are really unique and you would you think would be your competitive edge for the next year or so okay so basically the treble i think the fundamental idea of treble and i think where the stickiness is is when you see the request come in just the fact that you can see it in real time as you are making it is probably the most powerful feature uh, we ever had in the format that we're displaying it the reason why I say that is because it's understandable by everybody and you can quickly know, did everything go okay? Uh, you know, where's the device, where is the request coming from? What kind of request, everything okay or not? So that is number one, uh, I think the best feature that kind of gives you more than you would expect, right? It gives you the location, it gives you the device, it gives you their performance, everything, right? So it's a lot of features in one. And the second one would definitely be the documentation aspect. I just don't think there isn't, there is no, I don't know of a tool that does what we do uh, so effectively uh, because when you think about these documentation tools, they're mostly tools that help you write documentation easier. We completely eliminate that need and we're not going to stop there. We're going to work more and more on that and we're just okay let's move on to round three round three is a set of um relaxed sometimes sometimes not a uh, quick q and a okay um so try to be short mm -hmm. to the point and then move on so first you are busy definitely uh co-founder what's your productivity hack and again not the tool but the hack way of doing things that you could share uh try to focus on one thing at a time just get it done and move past don't look for perfection period oh yes don't look to perfection i think this should be taught in a business school and whatever um preparatory kind yeah. of years of any anybody okay uh yep. there are two two extremes so one would do any would not do anything just because they are lazy and another one would do uh nothing practical just because they yep. are too perfectionist right yeah exactly Especially if you've be, got, a, uh, got a lot of things on your plate. Okay, then a follow-up question. How do you prioritize? So you say do one thing. 
how do you choose yeah. among all the issues and um, you know uh, problems or challenges <laughs> you want? Uh, usually, the 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 one that either somebody is yelling you at this needs to be completed yesterday. Uh, no, I'm joking. Uh, well, basically, you know, it depends on what you're doing, uh, either what your plans are for the week, day, whatever, however you make your plans. But uh, there are things that can wait. Usually people are like, people stress about the uh, things that are not as important. So I think knowing actually what is important and it's at a given time of day or a week uh, for you, for your company, for what you're supposed to be doing is very important. Yeah, yeah. So that's... That's the challenge for decision maker in a company, right? To know where yep. to focus. Exactly. Okay. Yes. What tools have helped you and the company progress mostly? Trello, period. Okay. <laughs> Just because you got used to it or because it's better than anything else on the market? Like uh, ClickUp, uh, what's that? Asana, Trello, yeah. you know, all this stuff. So we used Basecamp for ages. It was a really good, uh, really good product. I could have not imagined that they without it. And then Kanban boards came to life and Trello just, uh, first of all, when I look at products very differently, if it's really fast and really optimized from a, from a programming perspective, I really like it. And Trello is just that. It always works. It works perfectly uh, on, on every device, which is very important to us because oftentimes we're on the go or not on our computers. So we want to make sure that we can access the information. So Basecamp sucked at mobile. Essentially, we switched to uh, Trello. It's probably the best mix of, you know, not being too corporate and still keeping things on track. I think that Asana uh, and Jira are just way too complicated and can get out of hand quickly. And Trello is just in the middle. So we use it. I personally use it to almost organize everything in my life. And then, uh, you know, to the smallest task, we do it on inside of Treble as a team. Uh, like today, I told my uh, my co-founders, like Tia and Darko, just write a list of everything we need to buy for the new office, even the smallest things, like from I don't know paper clips to to TVs. You know. Okay. Yeah. Great. What's the biggest challenge right now for the company's growth? You would say number one. Uh, hiring. <laughs> So people, okay, you got the funding and that's where you can open up the yeah. doors, right, to the applicants, okay? Exactly. We'll cover this later on, okay? Um, what would you do? I mean, the company is pretty young anyways uh, in these yeah. this 18 months or so. Is there any decision you would make it differently today knowing what you know now about the company client's program, uh, product? Uh, I mean, <laughs> always start earlier. I mean, I told you don't look for perfection. Uh, so, so essentially we also are, you know, not immune to that. So we waited a lot of time to get some of these things, right. I would say that go out there, just, you know, do whatever, if it works, it works. It doesn't need to be super pretty for people to understand it, to use it, to like it, to be useful, right. If you made it prettier, that's, that's great. So we waited on some of these things and I wish we had, a. Uh, a faster pace than, than what we had. And I wish we dedicated more resources, uh, you know, at the beginning of last year uh, to, to treble rather than our agency. Oh, I see. So like this pivot, you would, you would have done quicker. Yeah. Okay. And yeah. Now, uh -huh. Okay. And then you say, uh, is, you also, I understand you, you alluded that you would have gone into the wild earlier, right? Not waiting until yeah. the product is like uh, close to, 
ideal MVP, let's say. <laughs> And you have you yeah. have you had you had the privilege. I mean, you had the advantage compared to other startups because you had already your own cli client base, basically, that that you could just ask for, like, have a look, let us know your honest, yeah. you know, opinion and so on. You didn't do this. I mean, you did do this, right? Uh, we did we did do that, but uh, again, we waited uh, a lot of time. We should have started on like our marketing website. The 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 product side is okay, but we didn't dedicate a lot of time. On the marketing side, there are uh -huh. the reason for that is, of course, we didn't know what our product is going to look like, and that's what I'm talking about. We should have said, okay, we're stopping with features. No lot, you know, we're not accepting crazy features. We want to do. Let's just stop with these five features. Let's focus on them. Let's explain them, and then build, uh, build out everything else in support of that. Right now, we're in a situation where we have a lot of features. But we don't have, you know, videos explaining that. We don't have documentation that, that backs that. We don't have articles and setup guides. So we, I wish we started earlier and I wish we limited the number of features uh, we had because we were way, way ahead of everybody else. Uh, and, you know, we just got to make sure people understand what we do. Ah, to sum up, so for other founders and uh, companies, if you have anything that might be, you know, like even distantly liked by the market, pack it up as a yeah. simple, simply, simple to understand, like a uh, yeah. uh, package, go into the market and yeah. even like bite your tongue, don't say about any plans, yeah. features and so on, sell what you have. And then when yeah. you have 10, 20 paying customers to say, and by the way, what do you think? Okay. Yeah. And, 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 and that. it's... Yeah, yeah, it's 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 also super easy to listen to everybody's advice. Like as you bring in different people from different domains, like our our primary customers at the beginning were API developers, and they they had all the features they wanted. Then app developers started coming in, and they were like, "Can we have this? Can we have that? Ooh, I would really love that." And then that, that's okay, right? Because that's complimentary. But when you get somebody who's 100% different from developers, which is a, a CEO or like a product manager or, or an analyst, they want a completely different set of information. And they know you have the information, right? They just want it prettier in graphs and everything. And those things usually take a lot of time and distract you from what you, know, you really should be doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Non-API, uh, 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 non-API aborigines need yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, graphs and visual support. Yeah. Otherwise, they don't understand yeah. the language. Yeah. Veteran, thanks a lot. That was interesting. Let's move on to round four, and that's mm -hmm. uh, in a nutshell about the company. So, com company was founded January 2020. You knew, uh, you knew coronavirus time and lockdowns come closely and so you know you knew when to start working on the product right at the back end <laughs> now the yeah. team is the team is what uh, vedran sindrich uh, yourself darko blazevich uh, blazevich mm -hmm. tia shakic um as yeah, the, it's the three team. of us for now yeah just the three of, our, of you in the team yeah just the three of us for now as far as all the software and coding programming and all, all what we saw in the demo all of this covered by your, you guys only <laughs> Yeah, it's actually the split is like this. Uh, I did everything, the platform, the software you saw. Darko did this design and Tia does our mobile apps, which I haven't even shown you, but yeah. Okay, cool. The so now the, as far as... the perfect trio. Wow, I mean, amazing. I mean, really. Um, and that's a competitive edge as well, right? 
Yeah, absolutely. If you go to any investor and they see that all of us have a certain set of skill set that complement anybody, that is a big plus, yes. Easy sell, yeah. Uh, and as you know, in physics, um, three, uh, <laughs> three points of support are the least yeah. what needed and, and, and like yeah. most stable with the least number of um, supporting points. Mm -hmm. So you mentioned about the hiring team, uh, hiring efforts right now. Who are your most sought after um, people? So, yeah, that, that kind of, you know, it changes uh, because I, I'm, I'm right now, everybody is wearing a lot of hats uh, and, uh, you know, everybody's doing a lot of things at once and it's really hard sometimes to focus and stuff like that. So we're trying to first hire a bunch of developers. We're looking for full stack developers, front-end developers, and back-end developers the most, right? But immediately, or at the same time, whatever you want to call it, we're looking for salespeople and marketing. Uh, because we have a product ready, we're ready to sell it at this stage, and we just need to get that going. Of course, being the founder, the CEO, the programmer, I'm also the people, who, the person who's going to sell it. So at the moment, I'm going around and, you know, trying to sell in my spare time or whenever I have a chance. Uh, so I would like, you know, I think if you talk to anybody who has a big business or has succeeded, they always say it's about processes. It's about getting a structure. So I think we want to get that process of setting up a sales pipeline, of setting up our developers. So it doesn't, uh, you know, we're not depending on me developing on Darko designing or Tia uh, coding the apps. You know, we want to be thinking about some other things, a big picture and stuff like that. Okay. So as far as full uh, developers, full stack, backend, frontend, um, that's almost mission impossible. Good luck with that. And we know this is difficult right now in the environment that we are, right? With uh, everybody. Look, look I, I, I almost lost faith. But then when we, uh, when we announced the round and everything, uh, we had like 10 people reach out to us. So I'm very, very pleased with that. We, out of those 10, uh, I think the split was like six developers and four salespeople. Uh, and so we're, we're just going through those right now. Uh, but yeah, we, we will, I know, I, you know, I understand what you mean. We will have problems with that just like everybody else. Yeah. Yeah. But I think you have a good combo of like product and mark, like at least potential, like market product feed and so, all of that. And this is universal problem on the tech side. I think and, the, yeah. the, go ahead. Sorry, I wanted to ask about the sales and marketing. Who would be the target, like key target uh, client groups for sales guys? Yeah, uh, so, so, you know, I don't want to get our cards out in the open, <laughs> but essentially we've changed our logic a couple of times around that. I thought originally that we would be targeting a developer, uh, but that has slightly changed. We are still targeting developers, but we realized that those developers actually work in software development companies, design agencies, right? So it's not the developer who's going to be paying for that project. It's yeah. mostly going to be a development agency or it's or a startup or a corporation, right? Okay. It's never the sole developer who we're, we, we need to at the end sell. Yes, we want him to be our evangelist but he's not gonna make that decision. So we're focusing on, on multiple fronts. One is trying to 
you know, reach to developers, explain to them, offer them uh, our experience, knowledge, free content, uh, so that they realize that we're actually doing this for them and that we are one of them, which, you know, I cannot stress this enough. We haven't, we didn't build this to get an investment. We didn't build this to, to get rich. We built it to solve our own problems and we're just getting started uh, doing that. And we hope we can solve it for many, many more uh, people. So at the end, again, it, the focus is a developer, but we're selling to wherever developers work, which is mostly agencies, startups, and corporations. Yeah, you said about, you mentioned the cards that they want to keep to yourself, uh, of, of course, but then you, you, you did share some cards of already in your yeah. webs on your website where you navigate to three, uh, you know, yeah. clearly, clearly mentioned groups. One of them yeah, exactly. is the CEO and kind of uh, high-level decision makers. Um, yeah, okay. exactly. Okay, nice. As far as the recruitment process, I know you're pretty young in this uh, uh, area, but anyways, do you have any plans as far as the recruitment process? Would you put like tests, tech, tech, technical or personality as well, or you would just go by, by the guts and maybe reference checking? <laughs> so <laughs> recently I had like a meeting with, with, with a VC who, who, who said, you know, you got to get used to hiring and firing people. If, if it needs to happen on, on like a weekly basis, you got to do it. You will make mistakes. And that is, uh, that is something that I kind of always remember. Um, our initial process, I think the three of us are very capable of determining who is a very technical person or not. So within like sitting down with you five minutes, I know how much you know about development, just like two, three questions. I think at the beginning, uh, given our stage and the, that is the three of us, we're looking first and foremost for somebody who is going to be a team player, somebody who is uh, going to fit culturally with us and somebody who shares some of the same values with us, right? Uh, that's that's number one. It just needs to be a good fit. When we sit down with with that person, they need you know we need to click. Period. Uh, and if they're not the best programmer, that's why we're here. We're here here to help. If they're not the best salesperson, there is the opportunity to learn. But definitely, you know, if we can get quality people, that is that is a plus. Uh, but again, just by clicking and then. I don't think we'll have problems determining who's technical or not. Yeah, yeah, definitely. This is your domain. So nobody, nobody will yeah. go th through your selection process on the tech side, definitely. Yeah. Yes, Vedran, thanks. And now final round, round five, Formula F3, as we call that, funding for the future. Okay. And a quick intro from, from my side. So by now, you've had, what, 1.2 million euro investment. And yeah. that was the seed yeah. round that you just got in July 2021. Congrats on that. And that was, um, yeah, and, and so your new partners uh, on the, the VC side are the uh, Nota Capital, London-based. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, it's a great fund from London. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I just wanted to ask about the fund itself and the process, like how, how coronavirus-friendly virus was the process of uh, finalizing the talks and so on? It was surprisingly friendly, I have to say. I mean, not just Nauta, but I think all VCs like literally made it the simplest, most effortless uh, process ever. It is a lot of Zoom meetings. It is a lot of, you know, meetings like this talking about the product. It does take longer because most VCs have said, 
what we do in 15 days, we could have probably done in two days if we were in a room together, you know, just bang it out. But this way, you just have a series of meetings whenever anybody can do it. And then, uh, you know, you decide on things. And if we like each other, we do business together. So I would say that it, it really wasn't, I have to mention that a lot of it came down to, to we attended Web Summit, uh, and that's how we met a lot of uh, our, our current investors, a lot of other investors, and they kind of made that process very easier, I, I guess, both for VCs and for, for startups. Uh, so I think we did the right thing at joining the Web Summit at, at last year in November. Uh, that, that's how this whole thing got started, and, you know. Okay, so Nauta was also at the Web Summit, I understand. And uh, so basically, when you join Web Summit, uh, you get uh, like a startup success manager, somebody, uh, you know, you get a person who you talk to, you tell them what you want, what do you want to achieve from Web Summit, and then they match you with uh, a couple of other founders who are in the same, who have same goals. And one of the things uh, that they do is they give you a intro to one of the investors. Uh, and luckily for us, uh, actually one of those uh, people was Sagar from Nauta. And so we basically just jumped into a conversation uh, about, you know, uh, eight other founders and we talked about everything, right? Uh, these are just rookie questions from startup founders. And he reached out after Web Summit like a month after and said, you know, I checked out the website. I like the product. Let's talk. And we started talking in January. I don't believe it. So how many how many VCs have you spoken to before you <laughs> So here's the thing. Uh, we had a different... I, I know it's, it's my, it might be crazy to believe, but I, I, I hope all, all the other parties will, will uh, attest to that. We actually didn't reach out to anybody everybody reached out to us. Uh, so we had during Web Summit around, I think eight VC companies have reached out to us. Uh, we ended up, I would say, talking seriously to four of them. Uh, and at the end, three made a, uh, three gave us a term sheet. We decided to go with Nauta. Okay. So you wanted to come across as a, like, you know, <laughs> modest founder, but I didn't allow you yeah. to, do, to do so. Great, <laughs> okay. 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 So <clears throat> what's the plan for the next round? When, how much? Uh, I don't know yet. Uh, we have enough for now. Uh, I don't think, I mean, never say never. We already have, uh, you know, people keep reaching out uh, at the moment. We'll see what happens, but you know, we're, we're set for now. I, I, I can't comment on when that would happen, how much, we did have, of course, uh, with now some conversations uh, about, you know, how that would look like naturally, but nothing uh, I want to share at this moment. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. So, okay. So now the key focus would be not to, like, not the payout to founders, but basically to focus on the team and hiring relevant people to exactly. scale up and grow. Yeah, okay. We we want to do that. That That's our sole purpose for sole key purpose for the next year uh, is to scale up, grow the team and grow the product. Yeah. Okay. Uh, how many people you plan to have by end of 2021? Uh, by end of 2021, if we can, 10. Uh, if not, you know, by the end of this process, we want to have at least in the next year, year and a half, we want to have 15 people, give or take. Okay. If you've, if you've come thus far being three, uh, difficult to imagine where you, what places you'll go having a team 
uh, 10 I, I I sure hope so and we're looking forward to kind of taking some of the burdens that we some of the hats that we wear right now by other team members so we're really looking forward to that we we have you have to understand that you know I'm not an expert at sales I might know my product best but I'm not a sales guy right neither Darko is not a financing guy you know TI is not like I don't know, a secretary or, or a marketing expert as well. So we all want to do the things that we're good at and we want to let other people's uh, other people do uh, the things they're good at. Veteran, and with this, we will wrap up and um, um, I take my hat off for the many hats you've been wearing by now and uh, coming <laughs> thus far. You. All the best. Good luck with uh, attracting eyeballs, not only from the VCs, but also from the clients more and more. And I hope to stay in, the, in touch in the meantime, and you will be sharing with us your the milestones on your way to success. Absolutely. And again, I have to say one of the favorite articles I wrote about our round was from IT Key Media. So thank you guys for that. It was super funny. If you haven't read it, you should definitely read it. So thank you. Thank you very much for this uh, plug. Uh, was not intended. I just want to say that's why we call <laughs> our yeah. That's why we call uh, people working uh, on on the article side, like media side, creative team, not journalists. Yeah. Thanks. Thank you. Yeah. All the best, Vedran. Bye bye.